Next on BYU Sports Nation, tournament game day for BYU basketball at Stanford. The road to Madison Square Garden begins in Palo Alto. What Bill Walton said about the matchup that is ridiculous. And is Yoli Childs leaving early? Plus, why Taysom Hill is the most relevant third-string quarterback in the NFL and an NIT mascot challenge. Real or fake? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. March 15th, wherever and however you're dialed in, always nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with NIT bracketologist Jerem Jordan. Hello, here we are, and uh, it's the NIT, the second most exciting tournament in hoops. Let's go. Nine games last night. All of the expected-to-win seeds have advanced into the second round. It was chalk. It was chalk. I want to point out it's March 14th because it's Pi Day. Oh, oh. Like, I don't want to advance past the BYU basketball game tonight quite yet. 3.14. Why did I say March 15th? You're excited. I am excited. You're excited about the NCAA uh, what, tournament? Tomorrow breaks. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It is Pi Day. It's so uh, true. A story. I told it last year. Uh, but a kid at my high school named James Hobbs. Uh, he also went to the uh, – I saw him in the Brazil MTC randomly in the bathroom. I was like, James Hobbs, what are you doing here? Uh, Elder Hobbs, it is. He had the first 50 digits of Pi memorized. So I said in this encounter in the Missionary Training Center in Sao Paulo, I said, James Give me the first 10 digits of pi. That was his thing. That's how he was. And he goes, 3.144468943, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. But he had it memorized. That's Up really random, 50? right? 50? 50. He had the first 50 digits of pi memorized. How long does it, how right, long does it take someone to learn the first 50 digits of the mathematical pi? I know a lot of useless stuff. That's really <laughs> That's amazing. Sorry, James. Are you questioning my logic? <laughs> yes, bracket. Uh, when you spend that much time yeah. uh, memorizing pi, yeah. I I'm am, memorizing I questioning uh, that. blocks per set of USC's backup middle blocker. Like, that's the useless stuff I got in there. Huge show today on NIT <laughs> Game Day Let's for go. BYU hey. Basketball. Let's go. Greg Rebell will join us live from Palo Alto. What he saw in shoot-around. It gives him hope for the Cougars tonight against the Cardinal and NIT mascots, real or fake. The challenge of challenges, Jerem. That's all coming <laughs> Yeah, up. I can't wait for that one. NIT mascot. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Strike two. <laughs> the turkey's involved today. <laughs> that was the best Forget start of what's trending we've ever Forget had. Forget Pi Day. It's Turkey Day. Yeah, well, now it is. In Studio B. The National Invitation <laughs> Tournament. Game day for the six seed BYU on the farm, no less, Jerem. So yeah, we've got on, turkeys on the farm. On the farm. Turkeys, look okay. out. In Palo Alto, California, at number three, Stanford, in the opening round of the NIT. NBA Hall of Famer and proponent of the Conference of Champions. Bill Walton said the following last night. On an NIT broadcast. And I quote, Be sure to check out Stanford-BYU tomorrow night. That will be an epic game for the ages. End quote. Is Bill Walton right, Jerem? Will BYU at Stanford be an epic game for the ages? 
Is there any NIT game that's been epic for the ages? <laughs> okay, no is the answer. Although, what if it goes like triple OT? Okay. And Joy wins at a buzzer. Maybe, okay? I'm not going to rule it out completely, but mostly, okay? Now, if it's like the game in 2013 that BYU played Whoa. At, in Maples Pavilion, November 11th, 112 to 103, then yes. But guess what? BYU's not scoring 100 to 9. They're a, de- a defensive, uh, you know, slower tempo team. So. Yeah, uh, no is the answer, Bill. Not as epic as the teams combining for 215 points tonight, but this game is projected to be close. I wouldn't be surprised to see this game come down to the final possession, creating for some epic final moments, but for the ages? For the ages? It's got to be really something in an NIT game to be epic. I remember playing on the farm in Palo Alto against the great Stanford teams of the 70s. I can still smell the aroma of the ferns. It was unbelievable. It reminds me of the time I scored 44 points against Memphis State. Is there a better college basketball program than Memphis State? Yes, Penny Hardaway, there is. <laughs> they used to be called Memphis State. Now they're Memphis. Yeah, this is an intriguing matchup. BYU and Stanford. It's a close one. A one-possession projection. We'll have more on that yeah. in just a moment. Jay Drew of the Salt Lake Tribune quoted BYU sophomore forward Yoli Childs as saying, Right now, I'm just thinking about finishing out the season, but with the new rules, it would be dumb not to put your name in and get better, at least in reference to the NBA draft. Oh. Does Yoli Childs saying he should test the NBA draft process make you nervous? Knee-jerk reaction? I am leaning yes, but the more I think about it, no. It tells me he's logical, and he's a smart dude. He'd be silly not to test the waters because of the rule changes, especially after the late-season push he had and how he performed against San Diego and against St. Mary's. If the feedback from the NBA scouts is great... And the money and opportunity are good. You can define what great and good mean in those contexts. But, hey, why not? That said, I feel like he will be back at BYU. But who knows? Just go and see what they say. He'd be dumb not to do that. Last summer, one Eric Mika did this. We were blindsided by the fact that he left. But he wanted to leave. Yeah, and I feel like this is entirely different. I'm going to say no because I don't think Yoli Childs wants to leave. I think he wants to finish something. And that something is getting to the NCAA tournament next season. I think Yoli Childs needs to develop more of a three-point shot before he goes to the next level. Now, down the stretch, St. Mary's and the Gonzaga game. Your boy hits like five threes. In fact, he raised his three-point percentage to 31.5%. TJ Haas is 32.3%. There's half a percent difference between your boy Yoli and your boy TJ. TJ took more shots, granted. But that's one missing element for Yoli at the next level, in my opinion, for a 6'8 forward is he's got to be able to shoot. And he improved at the end of the year, but he's not quite there yet. Yoli Childs and BYU basketball, currently a two-and-a-half-point underdog at Stanford tonight. Ken Pomeroy gives BYU a 44% chance of victory. ESPN BPI gives BYU a 45.2% chance to win. Jerem, is the line on tonight's game too high, too low, or just right? No, it's almost perfect, and here's why. In terms of offensive ratings, that is how many points you score or allow per 100 possessions, that accounts for tempo and... Whatnot. The difference def- uh, offensively, 0.7 between these two teams. The difference defensively, 2. So, yes, this is, that's just right. I want some of that porridge, okay? BYU and Stanford, 2.5 point line. It's, it's right on, baby. 
And, and we, we guessed the line this morning, and I said two and a half Stanford. Yeah, I guessed four. It opened at four, and you said two and a half Stanford, and it has moved to two and a half Stanford. There we go. Winning in Studio B. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish I could translate that into and one picks. This 100% is the correct line. I expect a one-possession game. I expect it to be exciting down the stretch. That's the thing with the NIT. I, I know everyone, myself included, and I've been screaming about this, uh, wants to be in the NCAA tournament. You get good games in the NIT. If BYU wins this game, they're playing Oklahoma State, Stanford and Oklahoma State. I know the, I know the quads are over, right? Uh, meaningless in the resume. This is a quad two game yes. for BYU. It, it would be a quad one. At Oklahoma State. At Oklahoma State. If BYU beats Stanford, they are playing a team that most of the general public of college basketball fans feel like should be in the NCAA tournament because they beat Kansas twice and they beat Oklahoma twice. BYU's playing a team that beat Kansas twice if they win at Stanford. Yeah, when BYU's made runs in the NCAA tur- or in the NIT, it's been with multiple home games. That's probably not happening in this situation. So BYU have to do something they haven't done under Dave Rose per se, which is go out on the road and take care of business. But when BYU wins that first game, they've been able to make a run. So it's all it, obviously it all boils down to tonight. You lose, you're out. So forget about it. Watch out for a one possession game. I'll say that once again. I'll take the field, which is two plus. Or Tiger. What? The NIT isn't the NCAA tournament. What? So it's a test tube of new basketball rules, including the following. Longer three-point line, wider lane, quarters not halves, and a reset offensive rebound shot clock. Which NIT rule do you want to see adopted permanently? I really like the four-quarters situation. It's already in women's college basketball, and I like what it has done to change the game and speed things up and get rid of some of these ridiculous foul overloads and quandaries. Please implement the four-quarter policy. And if you're not familiar with what that is in women's college basketball, here you go. If a team commits five fouls in 10 minutes of play, then in the they, quarter. they put the opponent in the double bonus two shots. There's no one and one. It's just two shots this after five also, fouls. This is also the NBA rule. Please okay? do this college basketball on the men's side. Yes, I want quarters not because of the timing, but because uh, you take the refs out of it. Fouls. So all, oh. Let's see. If our homies from the WCC refs, which that doesn't exist, but we're promulgating that idea because we don't like them, is, the, <laughs> is if you have seven fouls quickly – all of a sudden, there's a bunch of free throws for like 14 minutes. That would only be, say it happened in the third minute, it would only be for seven minutes, then you reset. I want, I want the quarters. The three-point line, no, don't move it back. Don't move it back to, I think they're trying out FIBA, the FIBA line tonight, basically. Back a, a foot and eight inches or so. The, widening the lane's an interesting one because you're, you're, you're pushing the guys out of the lane that opens up the lane a little bit. I kind of like that one. It, it, it welcomes scorers to the game that much more. Driving. Yes. You know, penetration that way. Um, as for the reset offensive rebound shot clock, so you, you have possession, you know, I miss a shot, and then you get a rebound on my team, and now it's 20 instead of 30. I think that one's kind of weird. I don't see the point of that, but they, they're trying it out. Like, so that's a weird rule. Quarters is not weird. The lane's not weird. The three-point line for college I don't agree with, but it's not weird. They look around and they go, okay, what's FIBA doing? And, and, and they test it for the women, frankly. The women's game, like you said, has quarters. It's way better it's now. Way, it's way and better it's now. it's not easier because of timing. It's easier because of the fouls. And there's no one-and-one. One. Does that affect a team at the end of a game like the San Francisco comeback for BYU? Down six with 22 seconds left. If they're in the double bonus, the pressure on that first free throw is off. You can miss it. You can still make the second. 
I don't know that you can come back as easily in that situation. I'd give up the one-and-one opportunity for all of the other reasons that we just talked about. So the drama there, get rid of it. Let's just speed up the game and get rid of so many unnecessary foul calls. Then BYU would have likely had four other seven losses in this situation. But would it have helped them in other situations? Who knows? Two-shot fouls, four quarters. I don't know. As opposed know. to missing the front yes. end. Yes. Pacific missed the front end of 1-1. Gave BYU. So, yeah, maybe they still lose that game. I don't know. BYU, speaking of contact sports, because basketball is a contact sport, and clearly football is, the Cougars will feature four freshman quarterbacks on their roster this season. Zach Wilson, Baylor Romney, Stacey Connor, and in a short time, Jaron Hall will join that list following his two-year LDS mission. True. Zach Wilson received some praise from head coach Kalani Satake when asked about the 18-year-old Wilson. Romney is also reportedly taking a lot of reps. What's the chance a freshman starts a game at quarterback this season for BYU football? Like 9%. I just don't see it. Um, you're, Jeff Grimes, the new offensive coordinator. Kalani Satake had, uh, you know, is, is the head coach of one of the worst seasons of BYU football history last year. You don't want to, albeit a, a talented freshman, whoever that would be, hand it to a freshman when you have some experience in there. Those guys are the future. They're learning. I don't know that you want to put them up against five or four power five road games and one, um, you know, and Boise State. At some point, it would be during injuries. That's why I say 9%. Like, if BYU had some epic injuries, knock on wood to the nth degree, then maybe you're doing that. When has it been great for BYU to play a freshman? Ty, Ty Detmer was a redshirt freshman, and, and that season wasn't that great. He went on to do better things. Drew Miller... Uh, Jay Keeps, Tanner Mangum, Joe Critchlow. Like, Tanner Mangum was the most successful freshman quarterback that BYU ever had in 2015. He also had an and amazing core of wide receivers. Hail Marys yes. to start that, right? Like, th- to some degree, those are lucky. Um, I-, I hope that doesn't happen. Limited I want chance. Learning- like, if Steve Young had started as a freshman, it would have been awful. Goo! Jim McMahon, Mark Wilson, right? None of these guys, none of these great players started as freshmen. Let. The young men develop, and BYU has enough depth at quarterback to do that. I think they're okay. Yes. Yes. If you have to start a freshman, that guy better be incredible. And BYU's gone to that well three times. They went there last year. Twice it. Well, one, they didn't play Ben Olsen in 2002. They went there with Joe Critchlow last year. Fourth string. Had to do it, right? Had to do it. AP Joe Fo. Was it a good thing? Yeah. Against UNLV it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Spencer, I don't know if you saw this. Yesterday, NFL reporter Ian Rappaport tweeted, now that the Saints got their starting quarterback locked in, referring to Drew Brees' new contract, it's worth mentioning that they love to back up Taysom Hill. Okay. What's the chance Taysom Hill takes a snap at quarterback for the Saints in a regular season game this season? 99%, Jerem. Wow. There Why? will be a blowout scenario or specialty play for Taysom Hill's athleticism, or a kneel-down situation in a victory formation. Like, he's going to take a snap in the regular season. Mm. Because he's Taysom Hill and because the coaches want to get him on the field. Because he's an athlete. They just want to get him on the field in some way. If he can do something and make the defense think for a second, like, okay, here comes this random athletic quarterback, like, He'll be used in a deception play. Like, at some point. At quarterback? Yes. Okay. He will take a snap as the quarterback in the regular season for the Saints. 
I'll go like 25%. It's Here's the reason. One he's not the backup. He's the third string. Chase Daniel, McKay Jacobson, high school quarterback. I don't know that Chase Daniel's going to is be in New the backup. If Taysom Hill's the backup, I go a gajillion percent because the backups always play at some point in the season. Would New Orleans and Sean Payton design a play for Chase Daniel? No. But they would no, do but that for he Taysom come Hill. come in as the backup, yeah. They would do that for the athlete, Taysom Hill. We hope that. We don't know that they would. We hope they would. I just think that he will take a snap in a regular season game. Yeah, At I mean, least I one. Say, like, no third-string quarterback has had more hype in the history of football than Taysom Hill. And you can thank Troy Aikman Troy and Aikman. Joe Buck for that. Oh, we love him. You and know, Sean Payton yeah, talking Sean Payton. to Joe Buck and right. Troy Aikman about so that. So for now, it's all talk. Let's, let's see something. Let's see Taysom Hill on the field. Taysom Hill uh, was uh, here over the weekend, by the way, signing autographs with Ty Detmer and Orem, I think. Get them while they're hot, baby. Get them while they're hot. They're like hotcakes. Question Is of it the too day. Early for flapjacks. What would make tonight's BYU at Stanford NIT basketball game an epic game for the ages? At Laser Sheep, 20 lead changes. I'd obviously prefer that BYU leads the 20? entire game. Whoa. But watching games with a lot of lead changes like St. Mary's, football against Houston in 2013, is so exciting. Hashtag BYUSN to send in your tweets. 20 is a lot, man. Yeah. Coming up, NIT mascots and our N1 picks on a game day. Hopefully this isn't last game so I can get you. Plus, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, joins us live from Palo Alto. What did he see in shoot-around yesterday that has him hopeful for the Cougars tonight? Upset special? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, men's hoops plays at Stanford on the farm in the NIT. First round, watch it at 10 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Welcome back on March 14th, Pi Day. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN when you answer our question of the day. What would make tonight's BYU at Stanford NIT game an epic game for the ages? We choose that phraseology because of what Bill Walton said yesterday. Projecting an epic game for the ages at Twiggy or Stone says overtime and a buzzer beater would make it epic. I, for one, would just settle for a win. I don't know if my heart can handle anything epic. It would be awesome if it uh, came down to the wire. That'd be exciting. I expect it to. I think it'll be close. I think this is a good matchup. In the final yep. minutes. I like the matchup. Yep. Joining us now from Palo Alto on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell. He will call the game between the six-seed Cougars and the three-seed Stanford Cardinal. Greg, nice to have you on the program. Good morning, boys. Nine games played in the NIT last night. All of the higher seeds advancing. Chalk, if you will. Six-seed BYU is a two-and-a-half-point underdog at number three-seed Stanford. What do you think of the Cougars' chances to pull an upset tonight and mess up the chalk? Well, Asheville had a pretty good chance to, uh, to, to mess up the chalk last night. Uh, didn't foul up three, had a six-point lead in the second overtime, just really lacked a finishing touch last night. Uh, USC was primed to go down, but that deeper three-point line, USC made big shot after big shot from deep stay in the game and ultimately win it to keep the line uh, straight chalk last night. That said... Uh, the more, the more I, I look at Stanford, uh, the more impressed I am with them. They actually, you know, they went, they went to 11 and seven in the Pac-12. Uh, that's their most, uh, that's their highest number of league wins in a lot of years. They were six and seven out of league. That was a very mediocre looking team heading into conference. 
And they really turned on in the league and, and a team that got better. What any coach would want to see is a team get better through the year, and they did just that. They've won five of seven uh, coming into this game tonight, and that includes a loss to UCLA in the Pac-12 tournament, so five of six before that. And, uh, I mean, Reed Travis is, uh, is everything Yoli Childs is and then some. He's tremendous. And he's not all they've got. Uh, they, 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 they start basically an entire lineup of double-figure uh, double scorers. And so, whereas BYU has three guys who score the ball in their starting five, uh, Stanford has five. And, and then six and seven uh, do quite a bit as well. And so I really think if you're to look at players one through seven, one through eight, Stanford's got more guys who do more. BYU's got to have their main guys do a lot tonight, I, I think. Uh, I, I'm impressed with Stanford. Uh, you know, BYU has a lot of metrics that are better than Stanford. Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out tonight. Uh, BYU should certainly feel uh, confident in its ability to, to go on the road and give Stanford a game. But on the road is a place that BYU's not been very frequently in the NIT, guys. BYU's played a lot of NIT games, but 13 home, 10 neutral, and only six true away games in the NIT. And BYU's only ever once won an NIT away game, and that was at Southern Miss five years ago. So uh, road games are not familiar for BYU in this tournament. The Cougars' runs to the Final Four at Madison Square Garden were built on home games. Uh, they had five of those six games at home getting to New York City over those two NIT appearances. So BYU really have to earn this one tonight. I like Stanford. Of course, I like BYU. Uh, and, and, again, all, all you do is, is hope for a competitive game, if not that one possession game we're talking about and uh, see if BYU can move on to Stillwater. There are a bunch of rule changes, like we, like we mentioned. Which one of these, and we discussed this, but which one of these rule changes would you like to see implemented permanently? Uh, quarters. And 100%. Why? Yeah, yeah I, I like to see go to four quarters. And I also think, too, the, the standardization of, of a three-point line would be nice. Right now, I think you know, high school, college, FIBA, and NBA are all different, right? And and it'd be nice to see something a little more unified. If, if maybe FIBA gets adopted as the standard, I, I guess I'd settle for that being a compromise as opposed to going all the way out to NBA line. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how the new line affects both teams. Neither team is very three-point reliant. And BYU's just got so many guys right now struggling to hit a three. It's, it's, it's crazy, really. I, I, I look back, I, I look at how BYU's five guards in particular are shooting it right now. And, and, and they're, I mean, these are the stretches these guys are in right now. 11 for 37 for one of them, uh, 315, uh, 15 for another, 5 of 22 for another, uh, 1 of 14 for another, 2 of 16 for another. So everyone's slumping right now. Every one of those guards is slumping. It wouldn't be kind of funny and counterintuitive if uh, moving the line back has some kind of magical effect because the Cougars need something to happen on that guard line. The threes aren't dropping. And, again, the good thing is they're not terribly three-point reliant, nor is Stanford yet. That said, Stanford has more guys who can make a three. And, uh, and, and so that's, uh, that, that's something to watch as well tonight. Uh, they, get, they get it from a lot of different people, and they're shooting it well. Uh, Stanford shot 40% or better from the arc in three of the last five games. And so while they don't rely on it a lot, they shoot a better number than, uh, from three than BYU, and they're shooting it better currently. Just have Yoli Child shoot, right? He's six of his last seven. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He, he, and, you know, he and Peyton Dasher with Dalton, Dalton Nixon are, are the guys shooting in the 40s. Uh, so you take, you take the last six games for BYU. Crazy. The guards are shooting low 20s, and the bigs are shooting low 40s. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't think that would be the equation, but that's how it is for BYU. And really, guys, that has to moderate. BYU has to shoot better from the three, especially on that guard line. You expect them to be able to do that. And they've ridden Elijah Bryant's three-point touch really all season long. 
And so even he's dipped off a little bit, but no one's picked him up. They've really leaned on Eli all year long and too heavily, I think. And just, just somebody's got to get hot or get warm at least because it just hasn't happened for quite a while. Greg Rebell, the voice of the Cougars, joining us live from Palo Alto. He will call the game on BYU Radio, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain Time for all those listening. Uh, Greg, what is your reaction to the news that the aforementioned Yoli Childs is looking to test his pro basketball prospects? Uh, I'd rather not think about that, quite frankly. I just want, I just want BYU to win games in, you know, uh, in the NIT, and, and uh, I want the players to want to you know, win a lot of games for BYU and win championships for BYU and, and have a long BYU career. I'd rather not think about the pros at this point in time, I, I guess would be the uh, short answer to it. Motivation is always uh, like the key word for me in the NIT. Like, who wants to do something? Like, once the ball is tipped, guys are going. But who's invested in what's going on? So, what have you seen from BYU in practice this week that makes you think, okay, BYU's in and, and they want to make a run in this tournament? Yeah, well, you know, they're, they're they're nice and rested, and I saw them on Monday, and it was lively. It wasn't terribly long. It was a good hour, and then came to practice yesterday before leaving. Uh, for the Bay Area, but it really is an interesting tournament that way because in the NCAA's, there's no doubt about anyone's motivation. Obviously, or not even motivation, but but state of readiness. And in the NIT, you sometimes get a mixed bag of the team that didn't make the dance and their bubble burst, and they never really, and they never really get over. They come out flat and they lose in their opener. Now, last night's different because everyone, every favorite team won, but you do see that sometimes in the NIT where uh, a, a team is down and never really recovers from Selection Sunday. But I think Stanford's one of those teams, like BYU was, uh, you know, back when Dave Rose first got the job. You know, the NIT means something to them. Stanford hasn't played a postseason game since 2015 when they won the NIT. So they've gone two years without a, without a postseason game. And, and Jared Haas is in his second year. The first year, no postseason. But the second year, it's a win total improvement and a chance to go to the NIT. It's a step-by-step progression. So for Stanford, they can embrace this as a step toward the NCAAs maybe next year. And, and BYU is kind of in that middle ground because they've had NCAA, they've had NIT, and, uh, and yet I think because uh, you know, of their last you know, three losses, two have come against Gonzaga, um, I think they're excited to see somebody other than a West Coast Conference foe right now <laughs> and, again, give themselves a, uh, you know, so, so some new life and a shot in the arm. It's been a week, and, and I, I just think that this is one of those things where, yeah, even though we're going on the road, it's a Pac-12 team that finished third in that league, let's go just give it a shot and keep this thing going. Greg, if you had to pinpoint a stat that would give some BYU fans hope tonight against Stanford, what would it be in a stat that matters? Well, I think I would just double back to what I said earlier about how BYU's best guys have to play really well together. And, and I have to admit that when I researched this stat, I was surprised by what I found. And so you've got Yoli Childs, you've got Elijah Bryant, you've got TJ Haas. Those are your three guys averaging a double-figure scoring, right? Well, Eli and Yo both average 18 points a game. So them scoring 15 in a game would seem like a, that, that, that's a pretty regular thing. Now, TJ's down at 12 a game, but also you'd think, too, I mean, certainly TJ would have to have a handful of 15-point games or greater because he's a good scorer, right? So I wondered how many times this year the three of them scored 15 or more in the same game. Now, would you guys agree 15's not a crazy number, right? Not crazy. No, no. No, no it's, it's moderate. Two times. Two times in 34 games, those three guys have scored 15 or more in the same game. And the last time was against Illinois State in December. So it's it's been, uh, sorry, uh, it was, yeah, Illinois State in uh, in December. So it's been a long, long time uh, since BYU has had 
uh, those three guys uh, play a 15-plus point game to get, uh, together at the same time. Again, I was surprised by that. Now, they're undefeated when that happens, but only 2-0. and uh, So two times in 34 games. Uh, I think that for BYU to win this game at Stanford tonight, those three guys are all going to have to be at 15 or better. They're mm. going to need to have those three guys play well together at the same time. And so I was truly surprised by that, guys, when I found that out, that it's been so long since it happened, and it's happened only twice in 34 games. It never happened at all last year, but of course last year was different. Eli was not healthy, and Mika and Emery had a larger share of the load. So they've played 57 games together, those three, and it's happened only twice. That's not cool, but our next thing is, it's a cool yeah, thing well, about Yeah, we'll, well, we'll get to the cool thing about Canada. And again, Let's focus on the fact that I think those three guys do play well together. BYU's got a really great shot yeah. at Stanford. So well, let's hope it happens tonight. All right. Uh, okay, a lot of talk this week about, uh, well, about seeds, right? So growing up as a kid in Canada, we would have many a drive across the prairie, whether I lived in Saskatchewan or Alberta, and we would see fields of brilliant yellow all through the summer. As we would drive around, we'd see these fields of brilliant yellow. The yellow is mustard seed. Did you know that Canada is the world's largest producer and exporter of mustard seed? <laughs> but do you have faith the size of a mustard seed? <laughs> and, that's, and that's what it comes around. And then we come to that. If you have the faith of, the, of a size of a mustard seed, BYU can win in advance in the NIT. <laughs> I want three-point makes, not faith. So with all the talk of seeds, this week. Uh, there's one for you. Mustard seed, and in Canada, it's a big deal. And again, no one does it better than the Canadians at producing and exporting mustard seeds. So the next time you chop into that tasty hot dog with uh, mustard and sauerkraut, uh, thanks to good people up north. Oh, I, I, lo- love I love mustard, so that's a big one. Thank I you. love it. When you. when you said the fields of gold, I was like, is, I was is Sting? Sting? Yeah, is the is Sting song going to start the playing? Of gold. <laughs> Greg, we look forward to the call tonight. Uh, enjoy it on the farm at Stanford, and we'll talk to you again soon. I look forward to making the call. Uh, Mark Durant will be with me, and so we'll talk to you on the radio uh, from, uh, uh, from Maple's Pavilion tonight and hopefully from uh, Stillwater later in the week. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Greg. See you guys. Bye-bye. Pre-game starts at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU Radio, featuring Greg Rebell and Mark Durant. Also, Jason Shepard in the mix. Yeah. Jason. Ho- hosting the scoreboard show. That's right. That, that, <laughs> I don't know what it's it is. called that. It no, it's a different not. name. It's just called the BYU pregame show, right? It's called the Jason Shepard show. Coming up, uh, NIT mascots, real or fake, plus 17 plus is happening. It's, it, this is happening. Wait, what? Yeah. Jerem. Yeah. And our season-long and one competition coming down to the wire. Why I hope it's not wrapped up in my favor tonight. This is BYU Sports Nation. Tomorrow night, second-ranked BYU men's volleyball is back at home taking on USC. The Cougars have a 12-match win streak, are the only undefeated team in the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. Watch it live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern tomorrow night. Jerem Jordan. Steve Vale and Lauren McLean on the call. Remember when I said Steve McLean on the call? Yes. That would be Lauren's husband. That's Lauren's husband. <laughs> also, John McLean. too. And John McLean. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here in Radio Vision. We are live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You know how we do it on demand anytime, anywhere you can ingest the program into your fabulous minds. Let's check out some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Do you have any breath left from that? <laughs> headlines. 
You like that? So much energy. BYU men's basketball opening their postseason journey in the first round of the NIT against Stanford tonight. 10 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Pre-game coverage starts on the radio side at 9 Eastern. Head coach Dave Rose told BYU Sports Nation on Monday that Stanford big man Reed Travis is the dude to stop if BYU wants to survive and advance in the NIT bracket. This kid is big and strong and physical and he's got a real uh, offensive uh, game to him, not only at the rim, but 8 feet, 10 feet, 15 feet, can hit a three. So that'll be a real challenge for us. We need to use that out of context, like with one of us. At some point. Here's what Dave Rose said about me. Big, strong. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. He also called Reed Travis a more polished version of Mark Madsen. No, no offense, offense to Mark Madsen. But a better dancer, probably. This marks the ninth meeting all time between BYU and Stanford, but the first ever matchup in a postseason format. The Cardinal finished the season 18-15, and 15, but as Greg Rebell just told us, on a bit of a run, they were 11-7 and seven in Pac-12 play, certainly capable and worthy of that three seed in the NIT. The Batcats beat Utah Valley last night 9-3. D.C. Clawson, three for three, three runs, two RBIs, nicely done. And Jarrett Perns pitched in with this triple. Swung on by Perns, and that ball is floating towards the gap. It'll drop down and roll all the way to the wall. Two more runs are going to score for BYU. Favero across home plate. D.C. Clawson scores, and it's 6-3 to three Cougars. A stand-up triple for the number nine hitter, Jarrett Perns. He's got some nice lettuce up top, so he conveniently flipped off the uh, helmet so that everyone could see. <laughs> That's not a new thing for BYU baseball. Yeah. Oh, look at my flow. Daniel Schneeman does it. We've yeah. seen Brennan Anderson do it. Schneeman went the homer last night. It was a good game. Uh, four different players have a six-game hit streak, by the way. Uh-huh. And Schneeman extended his to six games with that solo home run, his only hit. I always think of Daniel Schneeman as Jack Black in School of Rock, Mr. Schneebly. Daniel Schneebly. When he's spelling yeah. it out. Yes, Mr. Schneebly. Uh, don't, don't worry Just about it. Just call me Mr. S. Cougars have won four in a row, open West Coast Conference play Thursday against LMU. It's actually pronounced Schneeblay. Schneeblay. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. Fantastic. 19th-ranked BYU Gymnastics back in the headlines thanks to Shannon Hortman Evans, who cashed in on some BYU Sports Nation karma and earned the MRGC Bars Specialist of the Week honor. She dropped a career-high 995. Her BYU teammate Jordan Danbury was named the MRGC Specialist of the Week on Vault Cougars in the top 20, baby. Women's golf shoots four under on the, in the final round of the Entrada Classic to shoot even part and win the tournament. That's their home course in St. George. That makes sense. Defeating 18th-ranked Kent State, Kendra Dalton took second individually, shot six under, nicely done. She shot six under par for the tournament. Very nice. She's got a future on the LPGA Reminds me tour. of not me. The LPGA Futures Tour is already calling Kendra Dalton. Well done. All right, Jerem, I hope that tonight is not the end of our season-long and one competition. We want more BYU basketball, and that requires a BYU win against Stanford. So let's do it and one. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. You made up some ground thanks to the West Coast Conference Tournament, Jerem. You have 27 points. I am at 32. And Jason has eight. All right. He's still on the screen. I lost the whistle. My bad. You lost the whistle. It's around here somewhere. That's okay. I have mine. You were the guy blowing the whistle in Vegas. True. And now I'm the guy blowing the whistle in studio I think I B. took it to spring training and an umpire took it away from me during a game or something. I kept using it. They're like, get that out of here. 
I just want another game. This can't be the last one. My two-pointer for BYU-Stanford in the first round of the NIT. Whoever leads this game with two minutes to play will win the ball game. Oh, Dave Rose wins like 99% of his games. I'm hoping it's BYU. It won! BYU will win this game, Jerem, for my one-pointer. Only a two and a half underdog. That's not much. On the road, they've only won one true road game in NIT format. Greg Rebell just talked about I don't that. Care what ninety three meant to now? What? What? Did you listen to anything he said? They're such a solid, balanced who? team. Stanford. Wait, listen to who? Greg. Oh yeah, Greg was on. That's right. <laughs> of course, I listen to every word. Okay, that's my- a one pointer, and I'm going with the upset. Did anyone have one some Febreze? That one stinks. Oh my good grief! Two pointer. Yoli Childs will outscore Reed Travis. This okay, is a, this, is a, this is a matchup. This is a matchup to watch. The matchup, right? Okay. okay. And one. And my N one pick. Seventeen plus points from Elijah Bryant. Seventeen plus. He's going to show curse up. Elijah Bryant. No. Did you just curse him? I ain't shooting any jumpers. <laughs> he's the one shooting. He's not playing Gonzaga. He'll be fine. Give me the Febreze for that. What? No, 17 plus. 17 plus for... Stay away from 17 plus, man. Why? Because we need BYU to win. I don't affect this. <laughs> You're giving me way too much credit. Way too much credit. Are Keep we, it going. Are we calling out Elijah Bryant right now? Just like you did in the West Coast Conference It didn't work tournament? on Tuesday. We called out the big three. and we had, Well, well we Yoli Childs was us. We put all our eggs in the basket to beat St. Mary's. <sighs> We need more eggs, I guess. Coming up, a BYU championship. All while taking down a top 20 team. Plus, the NIT mascot challenge is next. Ben Bagley presents Real or Fake Mascots. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, BYU plays Stanford in the NIT. Watch it at 10 Eastern on ESPNU. Listen on BYU Radio pregame at 9 Eastern time. Is there any chance that BYU could host another game this season? It'd be the third round. But they would have to host the eight seed if the eight seed beats no, the eight seed didn't beat USC. So they're done. Like there is no they'd chance. Check out three, they'd beat two. You'd need one to lose to somebody else. Unless there's oh. a scheduling conflict right. or something. You're right. It's, it ain't happening. They're gonna have to win three road games to get Madison Square Garden. There you go. This team is seven and five on the road. This would be quite the turnaround. <laughs> Uh, this team was awesome non-con on the road. Uh, they were had a losing record in conference on the road. So it would be nice if this team went back to the – this is a non-conference road game where they were they, where they were dope earlier in the year. Everything's fine. We always going to Madison Square Garden. Let's go. <laughs> Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here in Studio B. Blue like goggles on for Jerem Jordan. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continuing. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Question of the day. What would make tonight's BYU at Stanford NIT game, in the words of Bill Walton, an epic game for the ages? At USU Cougar 11. BYU down by one with 10 seconds left. Elijah Bryant drives into the paint, draws a triple team where he passes behind the back to Yoli Childs for the throwdown as time expires. No, I wanted to uh, Zach Selyus a redemptive three there. That would be a poetic ending, right? In so many ways. But at this point, that ain't, that shot isn't happening. It's going to be Elijah Bryant at the rim, and it should be right. I think so. It should we'll be. See how it plays out. I hopefully whoever takes the shot makes it. 32 teams play in the National Invitation Tournament. We recognize quite a few of those programs this year. 
But there are always a handful of regular season champions from smaller conferences that earn auto bids, and that presents us an opportunity to expand our NCAA mascot knowledge. Let's put it to the test right now. It's the NIT mascot challenge, real or fake. Ben Bagley, take it away. Welcome to Real or Fake NIT Mascot Challenge. <laughs> Let's start off with the first one. I'm going to throw out a mascot. You guys answer. We'll see if you're right or not. I don't I'm know gonna... who's in the NIT. That's an issue. Well, that's a beautiful part about this contest. <laughs> hey, the first one is a personal favorite mascot of mine, the Aggies. Real or Fake NIT Mascot. Oh, the Aggies. Are there? Are Utah there... State's not in it. New Mexico State's not in it. I'm trying to think. Is, oh, there is, any... is, is UC Davis in it? Let's, should we go real? Uh, real. 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 Oh, correct. Yeah. Very good. Oh. It is UC Davis. Yes. UC Davis, not the Utah State Aggies, the UC Davis Man, Aggies. There are farmers in, in there. In the NIT. Wait, there are they an eight seed? We're not know. talking seed. Matter. We're just talking mascots. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why are you testing our knowledge? Come on, we're just sticking <laughs> our mascots. I don't care about seeding. Jeez. Oh, fair enough. All right, how about the fighting blue hens? Oh, yeah. I think they're in at Delaware State. Well, is Delaware in it? I want to say they are. Should we go real? I don't know that Delaware's in the NIT. Are the they? Bracket. I don't I know that they it. are. Real or fake? Wait, do you want to say real or fake? I kind of want to. I don't. I didn't. I don't remember seeing Delaware. I don't know. You call it. Let's go real. Oh no, Delaware not in the NIT. See, Sorry, Spencer. State, You're right on it though. Nice yeah. job. Almost a point for you guys. <laughs> Almost. All right. Indeed. How about we go with the Lions? Not LMU, mind you. I will give you a hint. Just the Lions. Is there a team named the Lions? I have no idea. Let's let's go real. Such a generic mascot. Let's go real. Let's go real. Real. I don't know who it is. Real. Real. Correct. By the way, that would be your southeastern Louisiana Lions who (laughs) lost to St. Mary's Mary's. last night, 89-45. Whoa. Whoa. Doubled up, basically. Yeah, St. Mary's apparently motivated. It's the the Aussie Revenge Tour. That's a classic St. Mary's home game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> ah, shots fired. I see what you did there. All right, how about this one? Norse. The Norse. <laughs> the Norse. As in, like, Norseman? Not Norseman. Norse. <laughs> I don't know. The question is, do we believe that Ben would have looked up Norse? Yes, I think he would go that far. Okay, let's... Then we need to go real, right? I don't know. Well, I, he could. He what, could have. You, you make a call on this one. Fake. Oh! That is a true NIT mascot. That would be the. <laughs> I don't know why, but the Northern Kentucky Norse. The so, Norse. So Ben didn't have to look it up. That's no, the it was they're actually made. an NIT mascot. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I, wow. I, I, I was, was kind of confused with the Norseman. It's Northern. not the Norseman. It is the Norse. And someone else is the Norseman, right? Yeah, apparently the Norse is a Norwegian language, especially in the medieval form. Okay. It's a great mascot. It's a good one. How Norse. do you personify Norse. that mascot? I d- don't know. <laughs> Ragnar Lossbrook. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. How about the Purple Eagles? The Purple Eagles. That sounds familiar, but are they in the NIT? But are they in the NIT? Is it Monmouth? Monmouth? Purple Eagles? Are they oh. Purple Eagles? I... Ugh! The Real Purple Eagles is is a is a mascot, but I don't know if they're I, in yeah, the NIT. Yeah, yeah. It is a mascot. You call it. I messed up last time. The question time. is, do we think that Ben looked it up or not? <laughs> <laughs> it's Did not I? whether it's real or fake. It's whether Ben looked know. it up. I don't know. I don't know. You call it. You call it. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Fake. 
Ooh, yeah! good save. That would be the Niagara Purple Eagles, not in the NIT. BYU played Niagara. Yes. We should know that one. That's why we're familiar with the mascot. Uh, that was a quad four game. Okay. That was a quad four game. Not a quad four <laughs> game. How about the Catamounts? Oh, oh, that's Vermont. That's Vermont. And is Vermont in it? Is Vermont in the NCAA tournament, or are they in? They're not in the NCAA tournament. The I, don't NIT. Th- I don't think they're in the NCAA tournament. Let's go NIT. NIT. That's NIT. real. NIT. That's real. Real. Correct. Yes. Nice job. I've seen BYU play Vermont in person. The Catamounts. At Vermont, right? No, in Glens Falls, New York. Oh, Glens Jimmer. Falls. That's yeah. where it was. That's Jimmer. right. That's it was right. the That's weirdest right. game I've ever seen. All right, guys. I've got no clue what the score is because I haven't been keeping track. <laughs> so on this last one, if you get this right, you win. If not, the PCR wins. Okay. Yes, All right. That's the production control. The, that's insider language. Thank you, yeah. Jeremy. The Stags. The Stags. Uh, <laughs> you want to go real? You want to go real? Okay. Get real right now. Real. Oh! That's going to be a victory for the control room. The Fairfield Stags not in the no! NIT. Sorry, guys. That would be Fairfield a victory ends. for us. No? Anybody? I think we got three right or four right. Did we get, did we get the majority right? Uh, Spencer? We got them all right. Blue goggles on. <laughs> We're going undefeated. What sport? All of them. <laughs> That was fun. That was fun. Next year, let's play that with the NCAA tournament. You know what I'm saying? The, see the, the, you see the Lions. message I just sent? The hardest one was the Lions. Uh. <laughs> Fake, because I think it's just Lions. Yeah, I don't know. Coming up, basketball game night. Batcats took care of business. Plus a new career high for an all-around BYU athlete in the gym. What did it earn her? This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, I get it. From the gym arrest. Uh-huh. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Greg Rebell, and the fields of gold in the land up north, Canada. Zane Anderson will be two-on-one with us, BYU Football All Access, on tomorrow's show. He's a linebacker now. Lots to discuss there. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. Whoops! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Basketball. The 24 and 10 BYU Cougars play Stanford tonight at 10 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio in the first round of the NIT. 10 Eastern time, pregame at 9 Eastern on the radio. Baseball. The Batcats of BYU beat Utah Valley 9-3. D.C. Clawson, 3-for-3 with three runs scored and two runs batted in. He was the real MVP. The Cougars have won four in a row and open West Coast Conference play on Thursday when they host LMU. Gymnastics. Shannon Horman Evans of 1932 BYU Gymnastics cashes in on BYU Sports Nation Karma. MRGC Bar Specialist of the Week dropped a career high 995. Her BYU teammate Jordan Danbury named MRGC Specialist of the Week on vault. Golf. The women's team shoots four under on the final two holes of the Entrada Classic, finishing even par to win the tournament, defeating 18th-ranked Kent State, taking down a top-20 squad. Kendra Dalton finished second in the individual scoring, shooting six under par. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth had three rebounds, three assists, and two steals in 22 minutes for the Mavericks in a 13-point win over the Knickerbockers. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman assigned yesterday to the Cubs minor league camp. I talked to Jacob briefly after the game Friday in Mesa. He'll be with AAA Iowa, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think so. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. 
It's uh, DC, don't call me David Clausen. Three for three, three runs, two uh, RBIs, two doubles. He was awesome last night. He reached on uh, a walk, too. So he went up four times, reached, scored three of the four. It was awesome. You can't get that dude out. He's the catcher. Our question of the day, what would make tonight's BYU at Stanford NIT basketball game an epic game for the ages, as Bill Walton has projected at Shea Lawrence hoping for a game so epic that Bill Walton is once again able to smell colors and feel sounds. That's always epic. <laughs> I remember when I played at Berkeley, I could smell colors. I could smell sounds. I don't even know how that's possible. Also epic enough sound. to start another run of the magic kitten shirt that Mark Durant wears. Have you seen a sound before? I have. Oh, a sonic boom? No. The Puget sound. Oh, my goodness. The sound is the body of water. See, I thought I was smart. I was going all scientific. Like, yeah, yeah, you can actually see the sound wave cloud created by a sonic boom. Like, you can see the wave, but. Yeah. It ceases to be a sound at that point. It's a physical object. I've seen a sound. <laughs> uh, at JMZ Lawler tweets, uh, hello, everyone. BYU is going to win tonight by 17 plus. Okay. Okay. Uh, his I'm, not, Twitter, his, I'm not saying BYU win by 17 plus. His Twitter profile, speaking of at James Lawler, is yeah, yeah. at Chad Lewis 89 used to be my home teacher. Oh, Chad moved. But did he help him move? That's the question. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day from at CL underscore living. A buzzer beating Cougar win after only 3.1415926 seconds remain to inbound the ball. <laughs> the Stanford game clock is very precise on Pi Day. Wow. That's an amazing tweet. We should get pizza in a, in a turn of fate today on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN.com. BYU basketball with 3.1415926 seconds remaining. Yes. Yeah. That'd be fun. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah and Spencer. Shout out to Mark Madsen and Casey Jacobson. This is BYU's Hey, they are... 